when we had that Slack conversation about it, you were like, hey, I'm going to pick something up. I'm going to be that guy who's doing the thing and reviewing the games. Like, disc room? Yeah. <laughs> you were... You acted interested, but I could tell. I could tell, James. You were like, ugh, okay. And that's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it turned out all right in the end, and that's kind of what matters. It's one of the things that matters. There's many other things that matter, actually, it turns out. Was there? I can't think of anything. No, I guess not. I was wrong. Fuck me, then. All right, I guess it's just Disgroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing of any relevance whatsoever. Hey everybody, welcome to Press X to Podcast. It's the podcast from your friends at Cog Connected. My name is Paul, and alongside me today, I have two of the finest video game reviewers slash journalists slash influencers in the industry. Oh my god, that... <laughs> I appreciate the praise, but come on now. I mean, James, you, 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 you've got it, but me... I'm ready to abandon all pretenses of humility in the face of those words. <laughs> just, 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 just lean right into the 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 the, the big headedness and the pig headedness, you know? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I need to just. Ex- I need to embrace it. You're right. Okay. Okay. Go on, Paul. I will go on. Uh, I could say more things. I could say finer things, in fact. Yeah. Oh. But I, I don't need to. The people know. They know what's up with us. They know who they're, you are, but I'm going to say it anyways. Nice. That's Rhett and James. Yep. Hey, Is guys. I the James one. It, hello. Hey. You're, yeah, you're the James one. The other guy's the Rhett one. Yeah. And I'm the Paul one. Yeah. Just just so people can tell us apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't tell if this is a bit or what we're doing. But anyways, we're here in this... <laughs> podcast universe to talk about video games do you guys like video games i think sometimes i think they're neat yeah they are kind of neat uh except for nhl 21 Mm. i hear that game sucks yeah like it depends on what you are looking for out of a hockey game if you're somebody that wants to play an arcade uh, representation of hockey, then NHL 21 is for you. Um, We had this discussion last year. Paul, you were saying how much you thought that NHL 20 didn't feel like simulation hockey. It didn't feel like the real thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, 21 is essentially the same game, so I can't, you know, it's it's tough to argue (laughs) that it's... (laughs) you know, uh, any better. Uh, there's there's definitely been some improvements. Uh, Be a pro is completely different now. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say completely different, but you're just so much more involved with your, with your pro. Um, you do things like sign contracts, sponsors, and um, uh, you'll, like, buy houses and shit and cars and fucking uh, invest your money and that sort of stuff is all fun and, and uh, uh, something that, I, you know, we've been looking for for a long time. Like, <laughs> part of being a pro in sports is, like, I, I mean, a, a big part of it is, is your off-ice activity. You know, what are you doing off the ice? What are you doing with your money? What are you doing with relationships? And 
and yeah. stuff like that and uh how are you responding to being a professional and being in in the spotlight and they finally have pushed be be a pro towards you know uh towards a more um what's the word i'm looking for just a much more like inclusive much more uh inviting version of be a pro you know you just want to like you feel much more connected to your player that's what i should say um yeah you're much more involved in in what your guy is doing and and it's fun but uh, as far as the on ice product like it's the same thing as last year so there really isn't much to say there there's there's a there's a few new moves you know a couple new deeks um being well, how able to far bounce... can, how far can you go with the the be a pro stuff because i'm telling you right now that i want to be drafted 86th overall by the ottawa senators yeah. And immediately cut a promo for the local strip club. Can I do that? <laughs> no, it's not that deep. Right. <laughs> That's too right? bad because that uh, would be amazing. Right? I, too. <laughs> like, I wanted to, you know, get into a fight with a cab driver alongside Patrick Kane <laughs> and uh, demand my 86 cents back in change. You know, that's... Uh, but that sort of stuff just isn't going on. Uh, your decisions are more, I don't know, they're a bit more personal. Like, you're not really affecting anybody else with what you're doing. Um, a lot of it's boiling down to, like, making promises to coaches and staff and whatnot and um, kind of, like, shaping how the organization sees you. There is, like, a fan-building aspect to it, but, um, yeah, most of the, the cutscenes are... I don't know. It's they feel kind of shallow, you know. I'll be honest. Like it, it's a first attempt at this, and they just they feel kind of shallow, you know. You don't feel like you really have this like sprawling story that you're going on, and and you have all these branching paths. Like it does feel pretty linear. That sounds like they ripped it from uh, FIFA's journey mode when they had that, because those were yeah. very surface yeah, yeah. level and you know you'd you'd grow your twitter followers and you kind of read their your social feed before a game but that was you know kind of the extent of it yeah but at least with that shit fifa was using the frostbite engine <laughs> and it looked fucking good chell you get these fucking shallow linear cutscenes, and the fucking player models still look like sears mannequins so <laughs> ah man it's it's <laughs> It's frustrating. A lot of this is frustrating, man. A lot of Chell 21 is, is frustrating. And uh, I've, I've seen some reviewers give it eight fives and 90s. And uh, man, I don't know no. what the, I, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know where they're coming from with that. They must not have played the game for several years. Because I think looking at the comments, looking at what people are saying, looking at the Metacritic, uh, People that have been playing these games year in and year out are not happy with this one. Man, I was saying this in Slack uh, after your, your review went up, but it feels like, especially this year with people crapping all over all of EA's sports games, and especially getting into a new gener generation, it is about time that they went to some kind of subscription model and they just made NHL hockey. NHL, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, every year you can throw down your 15 or 20 bucks to get a roster update and a couple new features. And then it's, you know, five bucks a month or something. Yep. I think people would be way more willing to buy into that kind of ecosystem than 
continuing to just get shat on by the developers because if they go that route at least they can avoid that yearly cycle of having to spin up and spin down and they can just continue building absolutely absolutely serious problem look at fucking uh, ubisoft with rainbow six like i think that game is amazing how they support it and how they are continually or they continuously uh develop it and, and evolve the game and Man, like Rainbow Six is that model. Most developers, I think, should look to you know implement that in some way. Uh, I mean, all sports games developers for sure. Like, yeah, that's a very good point. I think, uh, I think uh, a subscription model is exactly what they need. It would at least help with some of the disappointment. Absolutely. And imagine a world where you could pay whatever the fee is, and it's the EA Sports package. Yeah. You have access to all of it. You've got NHL, you've got NFL, uh, NBA, if they ever release one of those again. Well, they got EA Access. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get... I think well, they got all the sports games on there, don't they? Maybe after time, but yeah. is it, I don't know if it's at release. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you might be right about that. I'd have to look into it. Anyways, Chell, pick up NHL 20 instead for whatever it is at your local GameStop or EB Games for $4.99. Might as well. Might as well. You could even pick up 19 at this point. 18? 09? It doesn't really matter. After they brought in the skill stick, it's all the same game. 09 on the 360. (laughs) That was a good one, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yep. Poor EA. They'll just cry into their billions. James, let's talk about something more positive because I know you were shocked. And delighted by Disc Room. Yeah. Um, basically, everybody that I talked to or read about who was like, yeah, I've seen this game and played it. It f- fucking totally rules. But it, when you watch the trailers and you see the screenshots, this isn't really communicated properly uh, uh, in the material. But when you sit down and actually play this thing, it's uh, it's real good. It comes down to two things that make this game great. One is the progression system is really clever, and two, uh, the atmosphere they've managed to craft with this very basic-ass-looking title is uh, uh, pretty impressive, at least from my perspective. When you go into a new room, which is most of what you do your goal isn't to like win most of the time your goal is to survive for a certain period of time like 10 seconds for example that's that's what you're working with it's not like oh i'm gonna win the day and 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 beat the bad guys no it's can you can you stay alive and in one unsawed piece for the count of 10 Great, you win this room. Move on to the next one. Um, <clears throat> and there's like, it's a, it's built like a sort of maze that you have to like run around and like unlock doors, like accomplishing these different tasks. And one of the other cool things about the progression system is that if you end up like really, really, truly stuck, which I think I did like seventy five percent of the way through. Uh, instead of just a straight difficulty setting, there's like a set of four different sliders you can mess with. So you can make the discs when, when they move, 
like just 10 or 20 percent slower and then like the difficulty of the goals you can turn down just a tiny bit and there's a couple of other sliders so i cannot for the life of me remember but i uh eventually turned them all down to 80 instead of 100 because i was getting absolutely creamed um one of the stages is called perfect dark <laughs> and it is literally pitch black and full of saw blades and all i had to do was survive for 10 seconds it was not happening I tried like 45 times. I was like, maybe I should turn it down a little. <laughs> oh, man. I, I found out that there's one power you could activate where you would like get like a flash of the room for a second. But when you use the power, the timer stops moving. <laughs> so everything pauses and you can see Then it goes dark and, it's, and it starts moving again. And then you get murdered. So just like sitting there like strobe lighting as I like walk through the place and be like, I just have to stand in the right spot for four more seconds. Oh no. And then you're in six different pieces on the ground. You're like, oh, maybe next to get him next time, you know? Um, and, and, and then the other thing was the atmosphere, which there's something about the sounds that they make, that they designed for some of the saw blades and the music they use that makes it feel like no human being was ever supposed to explore this space. And we're seeing something like just wrong. Like the gears and the, the discs just sound wrong, like on a fundamental level. Like there's just, we're not supposed to be here. We were never supposed to see this thing. None of this is right. And it just gives it all a very like kind of spooky vibe. I don't know. I don't know if everybody's going to get this impression when they play through the game. But, um, oh, hot damn, did it ever feel good? And, and because of the way you can, like, you always have, like, when you succeed in a room, there's, like, three other rooms you can check out in whatever order. So there's always this sense where if you're really stuck, you can, like, backtrack or try something else. You don't want to keep bashing your head against that same, uh, oh, nice. super sharp wall. Um, yeah, you could probably, if you were, like, really, really, really dedicated you could probably do all of the regular mode and all the hard mode challenges in like a couple of days like 12 hours of playtime hmm. but oh it's so fucking fun yeah that's not bad dude 12 hours that like sums up my feelings about basically every game devolver has ever put out because they you know burst onto the scene with hotline miami and Almost every game since then has that same um, fun vibe where playing the game is just fun for whatever reason. Yeah. Could be different in every single game, but it always has a banging soundtrack, a cool mm -hmm. art style, and something that's really fun to do over and over and over again. So whether that's Hotline Miami or this game or My Friend Pedro or any one of those other games they've made. Katana Devolve, Zero. Katana Zero. <laughs> um, so good. Though the Devolver library is just and it's growing more diverse it's not just super killy games because there's uh there's other stuff coming out as well but they're all so easy to look forward to anytime you see a trailer like that looks pretty fun and for some reason yeah yeah they're um they're probably my favorite indie developer right now just because like even if i don't personally love what it is they put out it's so personable and so like oh man you guys really made this work uh um, carrion which is that behemoth blob uh monster killing people game came out 
I don't know, a couple months ago. I was playing that on, on Game Pass not too long ago, and that game is awesome, too. It's just so fun throwing people around and hurling doors at people. Yeah. Amazing. Eating folks. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, thinking about that uh, difficulty stuff, that reminds me of something I was playing more in the past couple of weeks. That's Hades. Oh, yeah. Which continues to be just phenomenal. It's... I don't want to say it's my favorite roguelike ever because I really love Rogue Legacy and uh, Dead Cells, but it's right up there. Nice. It is phenomenally well-designed, and it layers things on top of itself throughout the course of the entire game. So every time you're feeling like, I have become super powerful and I have mastered this part of the run, they add some extra layer, some extra power, some extra boon that you now have to deal with that in one sense makes you way more powerful, but it also gives you something else to think about. And it does that throughout the course of the entire game, which is, and just drips it out in, in the perfect cadence that you're always kept in a learning state until you ultimately get to the end of the game and you're, you're a master of everything and just this absolute badass. Um, it is so, so good. Have you finished it? Not yet. Okay. Feel very close. Close though. Yeah, I feel yeah. very close. But it again, it is the kind of game where you are making progress every single time. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge for roguelikes at, at this point. Uh, I just don't got time for the ones where you don't. Yeah, but the nice thing about this one is, even if you're somebody who's not that great at games, and uh, James, your your uh, little chat there is what made me think of '80s again. There is a a god mode that you can turn on that cranks down the difficulty, I assume, and lets you kind of focus on the story and the art and, and some of the cool stuff you can do and not have to worry too much about the bullet hell type of stuff. Right. I haven't yeah. tried that because well, uh, I feel extremely motivated to finish it on the on the regular difficulty. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hades, don't sleep on that one either. I have a feeling that one's going to be in a lot of Game of the Year discussions. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, I got to play it then. You know, every year kind of has a couple of indie games that sneak their way into the game of the year discussion for whatever reason. And uh, this this is probably one of the ones for this year. Nice. Nice. What was the big one last year everybody loved? Uh, uh, Outer Wilds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's still in some people's piles. Piles of shame. Oh, it's got to be. The pile just gets higher and deeper, man. Man, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something else though. There was another game. It was conversation based, super super popular. Uh, hmm. I'll have to go back and look at the list. Well, Rhett, why don't you go back and look at the list while I talk about Call of Duty Cold War? Oh yeah, this is Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is Call of Duty. For better or worse. Same old shit, eh? Pretty much. There's been a beta the last couple of weekends, and I played uh, a fair bit of it on the PlayStation weekend and a little bit on Xbox this past week. Yep. And it's definitely fun. It runs great. It looks it looks really good on, uh, on the current-gen consoles. Um, so really excited to see what they can do with next-gen hardware, but... It's the same stuff, man. It's just new maps and that same old Black Ops that you know and maybe love 
So, okay. I don't know. It's a good time if you've got some friends around to, you know, squat up and take down some bad guys. Yeah, like I, what modes did you get to try? It was the typical multiplayer modes. Okay. okay. Yeah. There wasn't anything too exciting or different that I, I noticed. You know, it was capturing points and, right. and uh, regular deathmatch. I, right. I got excited when I first booted up the game because one of the tabs on the main menu was Warzone. Oh. I was thinking, oh, sweet. Are they going to have a new map or a new Warzone? Is this going to be like a standalone thing that comes with Cold War? Yeah. Uh, no. It You click on the Warzone tab and it immediately boots up Modern Warfare. Oh, fuck. no. Yeah. What the fuck is oh, this? It's awful. Ridiculous. Fox. And so if that's the case in the final product, uh, wow, that's going to be a horrible experience because, you know, yeah. you're not going to get bumped into the Warzone mode of Modern Warfare. You're going to get bumped to that main menu, and so many people are going to be confused. Oh, yeah, JFC with that one. Um, Brutal. I, you, you you know that a new map will come along eventually, but if, if they don't launch with it, fuck. I, yeah, I don't I It's don't trouble. Know. It's trouble. I feel like you could do something a little different with uh, a Warzone in the Black Ops era, though. Oh, without, absolutely. Without so much technology and stuff, and a little more oh, stripped yeah. down, bare bones, it could be cool. Uh, but I, I think it could be a lot more interesting than what they got now. And not that the map that they use right now is bad, but yeah, there's just there's so much more potential, I think, in a, for you know setting atmosphere with the Cold War. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think you you already know if you're going to like Call of Duty Cold War. Uh, uh, yeah. Not sure on the campaign side, but it looks like it's another one of those summer blockbuster adventures yeah. that kind of teaches you how to play so that you can get into the multiplayer and, and kind of hold your own. Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely isn't going to get you good enough for the multiplayer. No, it won't. But, It'll you teach know, you how to point and shoot. It will, and you know, if you're if you've played any kind of shooter before, that'll get you at least a couple of kills a game, and just kind Fair. of you know drip feed that that feeling of satisfaction of assisting your team, even if your your kill death ratio is okay. If you're feeling satisfied, two in twenty one, you need to rethink what you're playing. That's that's true, but you know, <laughs> if I'm if I'm scraping at a one I'm very happy with. My uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm even fine with like. Point nine or above, you know. I like, uh, hey, I'm not very good, but I'm also not going two and twenty one. <laughs> yeah, you know. If you if you take down a few bad guys and you capture a few points. Oh yeah, I lay a couple nice claymores. Uh, nice claymores. Yeah, a yeah, couple of like, nice claymores. The the good ones from the the China cupboard. Is that what you're talking about? The the ones you only bring up for the guests. Yes, exactly. The ones that work. Right. Um, okay. It's got the floral flourish around the outside on the nice claymores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some nice ceramic shrapnel inside. Ooh. Okay, now you're just getting silly. Hey, you brought it up, man. <sighs> we, that's me and James's role is just to take everything past its logical extreme until it's, you know, <laughs> not funny at all and just completely annoying. Yeah, if people aren't at least a little bit worried about me and my cognitive state, then I don't feel like I'm doing my job on this podcast. That's fair. Well, James, I'd like to reassure you um, that I am, in fact, worried about your cognitive state. So you're doing fine. 
Huzzah! <laughs> now, please tell me about Age of Empires 3. Okay. <laughs> uh... Okay, so here's the deal. I didn't, like, play the original. I... I got my fill of Age of Empires when I was a kid because my 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 half brother had it on his computer for a while and whenever I'd go over there I'd just play the shit out of it and I'd use cheats and everything else and I'd just go crazy and I'd just build and I'd just you know I got it all out of my system in like ah, like a week maybe even less and it was just like I don't I don't really feel like I gotta go back to that well um well I mean there was a planet at a buddy's house but you know point is yeah, one yeah. really did it for me so never played three I do know that the definitive edition of number three has, uh, apparently they took the time to re-record some uh, some lines and change some voice actors and change some dialogue because the indigenous characters in the campaign were like uh, a little problematic, apparently. Again, I don't know. I never played the original, but they, they, they were big enough about this that literally the first thing you see when you start up the fucking game is this huge message from the development team, it's like, hey, guys, when we did this the first time, we looked back for the remaster, we were like, ah, this is gross. So they apparently fixed a bunch of stuff, which is cool, I guess. I don't know. That is <laughs> the only thing I can say for certain that has changed. That and the textures uh, and the graphics are pretty clean. You can zoom in nice and close to, like, all the characters, and they look all, you know, see them moving around, checking their guns and stuff like that, and shooting people and cheering whenever they blow somebody away. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they get they get equally excited when you kill soldiers as you do like peasants who are just there to gather resources. I'm like, well, I can't have your colony starting up again, so I obviously have to ice every single one of you. And listen to the women scream and cry, and the men fucking yell and fall apart. I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. I feel like a cool dude right now. And uh, <laughs> but it's uh, listen, don't don't let me don't let my weird hedgy kind of comments take away from the fact that Age of Empires games are really fun. You can just sort of sit there and like play through like a war campaign and like just whip up a huge ass army and just use it to like roll over your opponents and stuff like that and like uh and like ships and boats you can use to like blow people away and stuff like that so you can like I don't know it's great. It's great fun. But if you're a veteran of the franchise or you like have fond memories of the original edition of the third one, I don't know how different it is this time around. Mm. It might just be that like it upscales properly to modern monitors and you can like play it properly on a modern computer and like looks nice and clean and they re-recorded some dialogue. I'm going to do a deep dive and like some digital boundary videos or like talk to some people and find out, hey, I never played the original. Uh, what was it like? What are the differences? And, and, and kind of inform people that way. But for my review, which is going to be out in like a, probably about the time this episode drops, actually, I'm going to be very upfront. I'm going to say, listen, this is the only version I played. This is what I thought of it. So far, pretty fun. A lot of old-timey 15th, 16th century war crimes. Pretty good. Man, nothing says fun like genocide for the purpose of colonial expansion. Ooh. Yeah. The um It's playing, a gas. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> playing a through gas. The, the first of the three campaigns. Anything in part two. The main character is like 
good friends with a bunch of indigenous locals, and I'm like, I I don't know if I buy that. You guys were <laughs> you guys weren't great. I feel like this is far enough back in the timeline that you might have been the the peak characters I'm controlling might be part of the initial settlement that accidentally <laughs> annihilated like most of the indigenous tribes in North America. It just rolled up or like here, Fuck. here's all our diseases from all the time we spend around cow shit and pigs and sheep and stuff. And they're like, oh, oh, oh no. And then most of them died. Savage, savage. It, it was, it was really brutal. Yeah. It turns out that you catch horrible shit when you like hang out with livestock up for a lot of the time. And we're all pretty used to it, but nobody else is. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing keeping the aliens from landing right now is the diseases. You know, I yeah. still put I still put it at least even odds that the aliens land before the end of 2020 because it seems like the year if you're gonna pick one. But sure, yeah, you know, there's the diseases. So maybe I'm gonna not. I'm gonna say right now, I've been telling this to friends, anybody who will listen, whenever we have conversations about aliens visiting. Maybe even said in this podcast before. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. If aliens ever visit Earth, the only reason they would have to come this far. When there's so many resources and so much abundant, you know, rare metals and all that other goodness and all that shit out there in the rest of the universe. The only reason they would come here would be for sport hunting or sex tourism. (laughs) Yeah. Probably the second one. Right. It's the only place you can find human brains. And buttholes. Listen, there's... that like, that's our like only valuable them. resource. They like to eat them and penetrate them, not yeah. necessarily in that order. <laughs> well, you got to do one before the other, or else you don't have it to do the other. It's a whole thing. Listen, yeah, if aliens land, they're probably you're... they're probably looking to fuck. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'm I'm into it. I think they're already here, and you've probably already fucked an alien. <laughs> At some point. Unknowingly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Men Question. in black style, you know? Well, yeah, like, what are the odds? Like, if that's happened, say to you, Rhett, what are the odds you were conscious for it or knew about it? Oh, uh, probably 90% unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No. You know, I can deal with that. I'm okay oh, me with too. it. Me too. Absolutely. So, so if they come down and they like make an announcement, they're like, "All right, guys, we're here. We just, you know, want to get our cosmic dicks wet. Uh, who's up? You know, you up? Like, what's up?" And then we just have to like pick an envoy. Does that do? You, do you think all the world leaders get the the right of first refusal? Do do they do do the aliens have to fuck like Trump or Angela Merkel or like um, Boris, Boris Johnson, Johnson or whatever? Yeah. Justin Trudeau. I, Justin Trudeau. Trudeau, yeah. Yeah, he'd probably get in there. Yeah, like... Yeah. Oh, Trudeau's the front of the line. You Trudeau's know vo- that. Yeah, exactly. Trudeau's volunteering. <laughs> I, I would feel a little bit of pride about that. But like, well, our world leader was the first one to fuck an alien. So I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they... Yeah, okay. I mean, that's pretty much what Justin's got going for him. So yeah, okay. The news cameras are set up around the room in which it's happening, just pointing at the at the closed door. Yep. For hours on end, you know. Oh yeah, it's like that episode Bone of watch, uh, Black Mirror. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. When the when the dude had to fuck the pig. Yeah. Yep. 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 And they're they're both gonna just come out 
smoking oh, a yeah. cigarette. Just that that was some deep dark stuff, let me tell you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 all I got to say about that. Yeah. It's it's sex tourism. Anyways, sorry, that was a weird tangent. Um You're not you're right. I yeah. totally agree. I mean, honestly, if it's going to be aliens, it's going to be both of those things. It's not just going to be the sex tourism. Right. You know. <laughs> They're probably going to show up in bone yeah. and maybe kill us when they oh, yeah. leave. No, like predator style. Like they'll just yeah. like somebody comes down to be like, oh, I, I'm going to bag me human. I never got, I never, you know, got one of them. But then a couple guys would do it and be like, that was really, really easy. I, that wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They are really physically useless. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically the worst species on the planet, physically speaking. Uh, oh yeah, how do they yeah. survive this long? Yeah, we're not, we're not good at much. <laughs> we're good at being conniving and uh, taking advantage of others. That's why humans live. And we're very depressed. patient. <laughs> very good at yeah. Anyway, speaking of being patient, that's an excellent segue. It's not at all, but we're gonna move into the news where we continue <laughs> to wait for next gen consoles. But what we are not waiting for any longer is to see the inside of the PlayStation 5. It's about time. We know what's in there. And yep. as you might imagine, it's plastic and motherboards and chips. And maybe one of the largest heat sinks I've ever seen in a commercial Ooh. product. Yeah. Well, the fucking system is huge, man. I expected something to be gargantuan i bet this freaking thing weighs a ton oh yeah because that heat sink is a monster it's easily two to three times as big as the one that's in the xbox like you know it was all about them making sure that this system did not fucking kick up like the ps4 does that it did not you know sound like a jet engine like the ps4 does like i would say that the most common complaint about the playstation is is that and, easily right uh, everybody's yeah. like man my well i know you get the rare person that's like i don't know what you guys are talking about mine's quiet as a whisper i'm like who the fuck are you and what what system do you have because mine is fucked and so is most of most of the other people out there their systems are fucked too yeah like the only way you possibly find a ps4 quiet is if you're playing it literally sitting in the middle of a runway yeah and there's jets it. taking off overhead because that's yeah. that's the only noise that overtakes a PlayStation 4. Yeah. So I'm yeah. using a basic bitch model, so mine's not that loud, but the Pro uh, is bonkers. Yeah, I, yeah, I hear it's like the loudest appliance you can own aside from like a cordless drill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. this thing's got a gigantic fan inside of it too. Uh, yeah, that'll be sweet. So. You know, physically speaking, you got a big fan. It can spin slower, not as loud. With a giant heat sink, there's more area for the heat to get out at. And uh, hopefully that means it's not as loud. And the third thing they've got in there, which is kind of an, a, an interesting innovation for them to put in a, in a console, is their, like the interface between the main chip and the heat sink is a liquid metal. Oh. Which is... One, quite expensive, and two, 
more uh, thermally capable than the the usual kind of thermal grease that you would see on a processor. It would hmm. more efficiently transfer the heat away from the processor into the giant heat sink, and the giant fan blows the heat away. So hopefully this thing is going to be quiet for a good long time. Uh, I got high hopes for it, man. Hearing all this, like it sounds like it's going to be pretty smooth, I think. The, uh, the other thing that we saw in the teardown that, that's probably of interest to most people because, you know, the built-in SSD isn't huge, uh, no, is no. how easy or hard it's going to be to put another SSD into this thing. And it, it looks like it's relatively straightforward. You, you pop the one side off, it just pops right off, and then it looks like there's one sort of screw to open the SSD thing. It should be relatively easy, comparable to um, changing the drive on a PS4, which is... I, it, it sounds like exactly like changing a drive on the PS4. Yeah. Pop the plate off, one screw, plug and play, like, yeah, super simple. Well, how how big is the SSD on it now? It's like a terabyte, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it like 750? The one that's built in is 825. 825. Oh, for fuck. Man, call... <laughs> Call of Duty's is 250 gigs. Yeah. It's just not enough, Sony. Like, yep. You got that right. Fuck. So I'll be replacing that on day one. That's a that's the thing though. The SSD that's built in is Oh, the built in, like, sorry. Soldered yeah. onto the board. Right, right. So anything you put in there will be an add-on. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Xbox that's though good. did have a, an amazing dunk on this right after the teardown came out. You know they were prepared for this because you know, they knew that it was going to be a little hard to put an SSD into the PlayStation 5. Yep. So immediately they had their version of uh, PlayStation's How to Share Games video from the PlayStation 4 launch. Their How to Add Storage to Your Xbox Series X video, mm-hmm. where they had the, the PlayStation guy taking apart this console on the one side, and on the other side it was a Just guy plugging the thing into the back of the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Like yeah, two uh, seconds. Okay, but f- fucking Microsoft, uh, don't act like that's some new fucking feature that they designed just to beat the PlayStation. Like, that's how the Xbox One was. Yeah, it's just a giant memory card. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Anyways, I think in the long run, this is probably going to be a win for PlayStation because of the choice that people will have. But... um. For ease of use, I, Xbox has the uh, the advantage there. Well, I mean, good for them. Making it simple. <clears throat> Although, <clears throat> I am glad that memory cards are coming back or back in vogue, even if they're just like tiny SSDs. They're still physically larger than memory cards used to be, which some people would consider a win. Because there's just something about chunking in a giant ass memory card to make you feel like you're really accomplishing a task. Mm, that takes me task. Back. Yeah. yeah just a big honking nasty third party fucking beast. Oh yeah. You like have to like use a like hammer and chisel to just like smash into the fucking console and like clear the smoke and the dust away and then suddenly it's too heavy for you to lift with your tiny human hands. You need like a dolly. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I miss the old days of like the the PS One and the the N sixty four, getting those third party memory cards that have just a few extra blocks of space on. Oh them. yeah, 
you know? I remember I got one that had this fucking fat body on it. It had this LED, and it Ooh. it would light up one through eight. And that meant you had eight pages of blocks. It was incredible. I, I, I could not believe it. It was unbelievable. Oh. Um, not to get too far off topic, but I actually just was uh, watching a little documentary the other day on the demo disc the playstation 2 demo disc from december 2004 it had uh a demo of beautiful joe 2 on there and if people played it it wiped their entire memory cards every single (laughs) yeah like crazy crazy yeah it's amazing (laughs) yeah (laughs) like intentionally uh no, well, no, unintentionally, completely unintentionally. Oh, okay. So I guess like what happened was Sony, you know, there was a lot of people that this affected and Sony put out this thing that was like, okay, well you write us a letter, tell us about your experience or whatever, and we'll send you one of two games. So I, I guess mm-hmm. they, yeah, sent out a bunch of shit and <laughs> that's not bad, man. Fuck though. That that was the same year uh, that uh, San Andreas came out, so that was a big thing. People lost their fucking hundred hours in San Andreas, oh two hundred hours in San Andreas. Yeah, well, that's brutal. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that was the the PlayStation Five teardown. Um, not a lot of pieces in this thing. It's it looks like it is designed to be easy to manufacture and not have a ton of moving parts and working pieces in it. So. Um, it looks like it it should be quite durable as long as the, you know, the engineering is in the right place. Yeah. Oh yeah. As long as you're not ripping those plates off every day. Uh, I was going to say that I'm a big fan of the customizable plates. I think that's pretty cool. They kind of toyed around with that with the PS4 gold headset. Yeah. I I mean, have they said that those, they're going to release new plates i think so it seems obvious if there's only one clip on the thing yeah i could have sworn i saw like customizable plates they they either announced Mm. that or somebody leaked it or something i i could have sworn i saw that what happened was that people saw shots and images of the playstation 5 with those big ass honking white bits (laughs) detached from the model that's it that's all people saw there's been no announcement about interchangeable plates whatsoever it's just people making assumptions based on the look of the <clears throat> the look of the be- the be- behind the scenes photos that got leaked okay okay that's fair. so like but, if mean, they if do those... do it great but like i i don't know man if the well if those plates come off then there'll be the uh, two dozen companies making them that's true yeah yeah i honestly i think the plates for as ridiculous as some people seem to think they look i think it's a a pretty brilliant design move because it looks unique for one, but two, it's really functional. The fact that you need to have the stand attached to this thing to make it work and the plates extend past the exhaust vents means that you can't choke this thing. You can't cover up the vents in a way that would make the system heat up or overheat. You know, if you put a a DVD case down on top of your Xbox Series X, you have covered the only air intake. Oh and my god! This thing is going to absolutely explode or shut down. Fuck. Whereas on the PlayStation Five, it's impossible to cover all the all the holes, especially with the stand attached uh, in the horizontal mode. There's like airspace underneath the entire thing. I think oh. it's a pretty smart design decision. Yeah, yeah. But 
we'll see. If and when we have those things in in house, we'll definitely test the the heat and the the noise for all yeah. the people because people they are obsessed with that stuff right now. Yeah, I I uh can't wait. Gonna have that thing in my hot little hands. I'll have words about it. Probably. Oh, I'm sure there will be words. You know? Yeah. So many words. Uh, We're under a month now. Oh, yeah, it's coming. November 10th for the Xbox and the 12th for the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Man, it's really creeping up here. Yeah, sure is. Creeping up so much that we've, uh, we've now seen a video of some of the elements of the PlayStation 5's user interface, which I know people have been real curious about. I saw the blowback where people were like, oh, they were showing, they were talking about features that were kind of revealed along with the UI. Like, the UI itself, I don't really give a shit about. It's just like, it look, it's fine, it looks fine, whatever. But, like, there was, like, little bits, little tidbits of information about, like, functionality that kind of came with the video, and that, that was what I was interested in. Yeah, the UI itself looks... Nice. It looks like a typical PlayStation UI. It's real clean. Looks like it's fast to navigate. A lot like, I don't know, a hybrid between the PS3 and the PS4, but with some additional in-game accessibility of your friends list and your trophies and stuff like that. Uh, I think it looks awesome. Yep. Excited to use it. Looks good. I hope that, I, and I mean, I know it will, but uh, the PlayStation 4 UI is so sluggish. It's so choppy and so slow. Uh, well, sluggish and choppy compared to what? Because comp- well, the Xbox interface is 58 times as slow as the PlayStation 4s. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't use it. But the <laughs> uh, PS4 is pretty bad at times. Like, I'll fucking hit the, the PlayStation button to go to, like, a party, yeah. and I'll be sitting on that load screen for 15, 20 seconds. Whoa, uh, really? Dude, it's fucking slow. It's really slow. Maybe. I think you might have, like, a specific problem with your console, man. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like a second or two oh, for me. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely not a second or two. Like, there's times where it takes a fucking while. Um, huh. So, yeah, yeah. I Well, maybe that is my problem. Yeah, I think you might have some trubs, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> James, you mentioned some of the blowback about this, the, all the whole features thing. Uh, what specifically have you been hearing? Oh, just uh i don't know man it was just, i remember you guys were talking about it on the on the slack chat like on the team chat it was just like right around they revealed the ui there was like oh look at this feature and this thing i remember oh that's what i remember i remember alex everett bless his heart working himself into a goddamned frenzy because <laughs> the ps4 wish list which hey guys uh apparently there's a ps4 wish list function was like going away or moving to the website or something with a, with a rollout of the PS5. And he was just like, I can't believe I'm not going to have this feature. And I'm like, holy shit, that was a feature? And it's just like, that That was one of the big ones. Um, yep. <laughs> oh, and the, the other thing I was kidding, uh, there's a lot of speculation to wonder about was like the, the capture capabilities of the machine for mm. its next generation iteration. Because... Um, as people who make the videos from time to time, it's always cool to find out like what, what they're doing in that space and whether it's going to be any better. Cause well, like 
there was like all sorts of weird little technical troubles with the PS4 share function, where it was like, okay, you can have a 15 minute video, but the bitrate is the hottest garbage. And and that like disables the recording function every time there's a cutscene or something that the system yeah. algorithmically decides is incorrect. And it was just like, no, man, we're capturing all of this. You can suck it. We're just, we're, we're, we're catching everything. So I, I love to catch I, it. Yeah, I guess, like, even if they do make it, like, super slick, which I I doubt because, like, consoles tend to have hardware where it's just like, this is just powerful enough to do the things we wanted to do, and if you try to make it to do a different thing, it's going to melt. So I don't think it can really do a lot of capture. So they did show it um, doing a screenshot, not video. But that interface looked way faster than the PS4 uh, thing. Yeah. They also said that it will do 4K video capture. But the real question is, like, what kind of 4K video capture are we talking about? Is this is this going to be acceptable for uh, even YouTube? You know, yeah. questionable whether or not there's enough horsepower in there to do that kind of processing, unless there's some kind of encoding chip that they just haven't talked about, which is possible, but seems unlikely at this point. Yeah. I feel like there would be blowback from developers and publishers if there was just like, oh yeah, we built in the tools so they can just like stream and rip and like upload stuff at like crystal clear quality with no restrictions. But like, huh, we don't like that. And then, you know, I feel like there'd be some back and forth. I don't know why it's dumb it's only better for everybody when everybody gets access to the visuals because it just makes people want to play the fucking game and be part of the conversation online. That's why, like, Let's Plays and shit blew up in the fashion they did because yeah, people want to see that shit and it makes them also want to play things. Yeah, my, my having no information about it at all um, prediction is that it will be 4K 30 FPS capture at a barely passable bit rate so it'll be fine if you want to share with your buddies on youtube or whatever or twitter but it won't be great for content creators yeah share with your friends not with your audience <laughs> yeah here's a, an eight second tiktok you know that kind of stuff yeah maybe maybe people making full-size videos will just be blown out and sent to the farm upstate and it'll just be like if you can't sum up the experience of the game in 15 seconds or less, you're fired from video games forever. No, not fired from video games. Yeah, and then I'll put up an 11-second video and I'll be sent to a tribunal. Not immediate expulsion, but they're considering it. Well, we'll see if that pans out. Um, one thing that is panning out, and uh, by panning out I mean people are real pissed about it, that is the ads. People don't the like ads. the ads, James. Nobody likes the ads. And uh, people people are getting the ads. Here's here's the scoopers. Uh, last year, 2K Games, Take-Two Interactive, decided to put unskippable advertisements in the loading screens of NBA 2K20. People do not like this because people do not like ads. No. Ever. Nobody ever likes ads for any reason and under any context. No. They're, they were pissed and like, oh, okay, we we hear you and we're we're you know we're we're cons- taking this into consideration for future projects. When two K twenty one came out, there were no unskippable ads in the loading screen. Then, like a month and a few days after that it was released, 
they put unskippable ads in the loading screen. Fuck, it's so scummy. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I wrote about this today as a whole thing. Um, I started out, when I wrote this article, when I started, I was like, I'm going to tear the shit out of these guys. I'm going to rip them a new butthole. I'll have two buttholes. God, how efficient is that going to be? But then, I... I started doing the research and looking into the evidence, and I got bad news, guys. Online outrage mm-hmm. has no measurable effect whatsoever on these companies. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. Do you remember? Do you remember EA when the, there was all those headlines going up about how their stock like took a huge dump after Battlefront Two, and they're like, "Oh my God, the company's in trouble." Yeah, that was complete horseshit. It took a tiny dip, and the the stock price right now, right now, is so much higher than it was in 2017. (laughs) They had, like, another dip, like, just a little one, but they're, like, wait, they're right back in action now. Same with uh, Take-Two Interactive. They're, like, you can watch their stock. Like, do a little dip a couple of times the last couple of years. But the, the difference between 2015 and 2020, yeah, they're doing so much better than they were five years ago. Like, nothing we've said, no campaigns or, like, letter writing or petitions, no change.org action has had any measurable effect. However, sometimes what they'll do, if it seems like they're in trouble in the short term, is fire 400 people like Blizzard did. (laughs) Like, when Activision was like, oh, we're in trouble, we better do something to fix this, our stock price is going down, they just let 400 people go and then their, their shit was worth more somehow, magically, because money is made up and the stocks are just fucking fabricated wizardry. It doesn't mean anything. So yeah, apparently you just need to feed a certain amount of human misery into the machine, and then you get more money, and everybody gets a second bonus yacht that they can park inside a little garage that's built into the side of the big yacht. It's a... Fuck yeah. Yeah. A little bonus yacht? Yeah, bonus yacht. Everybody needed a bonus yacht, and so they fired 400 fucking people. Nice. Yeah, so that's so... I guess what I'm saying is, if you want to get mad at a video game company, do so with your wallet, not with your words, because you're just going to deprive a bunch of people of their jobs. Well, as long as they don't deprive me of my bonus yachts. You know, as a video game reviewer, I'm very fond of my bonus yachts. Yeah, sometimes I'll get my two yacht pilots... And they'll play, like, Yacht Chicken, where they sort of, like, drive at each other really fast. Yeah. But not very fast because they're yachts. And so it, it takes, like, all afternoon. And then whoever gives up has to, like, you know, take a, a unscheduled trip to the south of France in the yacht. And then come back with, like, a c- couple of crates of, uh, y- y- you know, champagne. And that, that, that's the, that's the, this is the price, price for losing. Eh? Eh? What do you say? Eh? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because, you know, I'm in the industry. We know how it works. Every reviewer of video games who's ever existed, as soon as they get their first game reviewing job, is sent a yacht in the (laughs) mail. And then you open up the package and it becomes a yacht. Everyone gets yachts. All right. I just, I just can't. I don't want to, I don't want too much time to go by without people getting that information in as many ways as they can. Right? It's incredible. The first time I unfolded my first yacht pilot, that was amazing. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. it was a human being. Yeah, it's a second somewhat smaller box than the first box, which holds the, 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 the ship. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of cocaine involved. 
Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> go on. Is that it? <laughs> Is that the whole statement? I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, no follow-up there? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, if the listeners want more information, you're gonna have to become a game reviewer. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rare it strain specific to yacht owners. It's called yacht cane. Yeah. You, um, yeah. Yeah. It's peppermint flavored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for one, so the burn is uh, it's unbelievable. It's, honestly, yeah, it tastes like Christmas. <laughs> no, it's Christmas. <laughs> candy cane anyways all that to say is that people are mad that there's unskippable ads in nba 2 oh yeah that's what we were talking about yeah (laughs) Yeah. so so yeah Yeah. anyways yeah but listen you motherfuckers out there you will bitch about 2k21 getting unskippable ads but then you'll go out and spend 80 on 2k22 it's exactly what james was saying like you need to speak with your wallets (laughs) <laughs> they don't give a shit about your comment online. Uh, what yeah, really? Uh, yeah, go ahead, James. I was just gonna say that's the reason they waited a month so that they yeah. get your money first, and Absolutely. then Absolutely. they put they put the Oculus commercials in. <laughs> Fuck! It's an ad for games inside the game. <laughs> <laughs> what really grinds my gears about this whole situation is that these unskippable ads on load screens are appearing at the exact moment that we're about to get rid of load screens with the new oh, generation. Yeah, yeah. You can play 2K on your on your PlayStation 5 and yeah, it's got no load times, but you still got to watch this ad. Yeah. That's fucked. Oh yeah. Get fucked. Uh I was I was like when uh you know EA or whatever they just like implement the ads into the game in the same way they do in real life like a, you know they'll put advertisements on the boards or up on the well, scoreboard. Well, it's for realism. No, exactly. Right? Exactly. I'm yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. I'm all about that. I, I like that. Uh seeing an ad for like a a real movie that's coming out in a month in a video game, not as long as it's not intrusive is great. Uh but yeah, when it's unskippable, fuck man. Full priced game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, waiting just... for the moment that it devolves into podcast advertising, and you know you're playing your MLB game, and every panel in the stadium is covered with a manscaped ad. Oh yeah, <laughs> or a Cog Connected ad. Yeah, it doesn't sure. sound so bad now, does it? Yeah, listen, if you if you're not being told about ball toner forty times a day, how is Manscaped gonna stay afloat? Straight up, man. <laughs> well, there's a lot of guys that don't realize that uh, you know your balls sweat. And your significant other probably doesn't like it. So you can who get the new ball deodorant. Who doesn't know about ball sweat? Rhett, who doesn't know? Man, there's a lot of sick fucks out there, okay? So if you get this ball deodorant, you just sprinkle it on, I think. I think it's a sprinkle, right? It's not a cream. Or <laughs> Listen, th- Manscaped is not currently paying us. <laughs> Until we get our first Manscaped check, their ball toner is applied with a five foot long cattle prod. Right, right, okay, okay, okay. It's yeah, two so. burly men who bust into your house at two in the morning, rip the blankets off your bed, and forcefully apply ball toner. They forcefully tone you. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Forcefully toned. <laughs> That's good stuff. So, anyways, fellas, tone your balls. You're out there. But wait until you can get a, a, a Press X the podcast slash COG connected discount code. Nice. Manscaped, yeah, if you're yeah, listening, until then, we're totally open to that. We'll don't, do. Don't. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. shill your ball powder. Just. Oh yeah, because that's the nice thing is Manscaped will send us packages. They will send us uh, the lawnmower 3.0, the ball deodorant, uh, the 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 clippings newspaper that the disposable newspaper. Stop, Rhett. Stop advertising for them for free. Stop. (laughs) Listen. Listen. We're just gonna turn this into our highlight reel that you know we can send out to potential sponsors, and they can see the kind of high quality content they can get out of our podcast. Yeah. Straight up. Anyways. Anyways. Last news story. Uh, Phil Spencer was quoted as basically saying that Bethesda games might be Xbox exclusives, which was zero percent surprising to me. Yeah. Fuck. I um. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, mean, I, I don't know what the exact quote is because I didn't paste it into this document like an idiot. But <laughs> it was uh why would we put these games on other platforms? Mm, Which makes sense to me. You I know? mean, they well spent, it, they spent seven and a half bills on Bethesda. That exactly, exactly. So at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, they have every fucking right to do it. And they can talk until they're blue in the face about wanting games to be for everybody and games to be everywhere but they spent that kind of coin on bethesda because they want people to pick xbox yeah and so i found the quoting oh okay go ahead yep i was gonna say uh, Mm -hmm. you finish your thought and then i'll read the quote oh no you okay so basically they at somebody asked uh kotaku asked spencer if they could still recoup a $7.5 billion investment with games that are not sold on PlayStation, which will no doubt move a certain amount of munis coming to generation. And Spencer's all like, yes. And then he says, this deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. Oh my God. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering uh, directly the question that you had. I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had. And we have xCloud, PC, Game Pass, our console base, yada, yada, yada. I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to make the deal work for us. So, in other words, they'll get their money back even if their shit is Xbox exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. Which is... Super weaselly. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, that at least paves the way for some games to be Xbox exclusive. You know, maybe not Elder Scrolls Six or Fallout Five. Maybe those come to all platforms. But I could see a Starfield or some other new IP from Bethesda being Xbox exclusive. Oh yeah, okay. So the the ones that don't matter, don't matter yet. <laughs> if they if they make enough money with the next generation version of Game Pass, and like enough people 
pay the like 35 American dollars a month to own an Xbox Series X and the Game Pass Ultimate, they don't they don't have to their timed exclusivity period can be like two years if they want. Like they'll make so much goddamn money with that model. Yep. Yep. I'm sure they're watching that too. That's definitely why something like Doom Eternal comes to Game Pass right away is to track back how many people bought Game Pass specifically to play Doom Eternal. Yeah, you just line up the new subscriptions with the release dates of certain games and you can you've got some pretty effective user data. Plus, like, they can track what people are playing because it's all connected online forever anyway. So, like, yeah, that's that's the, that's an interesting way to look at it. Not owning games and having them all exist in the cloud is a great way to ensure that they have the most valuable currency, user data, for all time. That's a really good point. It's what's made the Facebook so rich. <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, the Facebook. Fucking facey, man. Yeah, so let's 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 wrap up our discussion about Xbox exclusivity by saying something completely unrelated. Mark Zuckerberg can go fuck his hat. Yeah, there um, it is. There it is. Creepy little fuck. Oh man, that you may have, that may have genocide been encouraging motherfucker. Oh, you okay. you 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 Myanmar ruining you 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 street riot <clears throat> mob murder inducing son of a bitch I hope you spend your last years in a very small prison cell it's no less than what you deserve you monstrous ghoul of a human being straight up <clears throat> and I don't care oh. how much money you have I think you're still a virgin yeah. that's a hot take it may have been harsh yeah <laughs> that ship has very much sailed buddy I'm sorry <laughs> prostitutes no. no no are not expensive yeah, they don't I, count though. They don't. They don't cost Facebook money. That's it, for sure. It, it, so it, no matter what count. we think about about Mark, right? He's definitely had sex. No. Anyways, well, I'm yeah. I'm buying a PlayStation Five, but Xbox might make headway this generation. That's that's my last hot take. <clears throat> that yeah, my my fanboyism won't be enough to stop their like devious monthly payments plan, which by the way is enough to get. Uh, low-income people to part with their money in droves. Oh yeah, you guys know what Easy Home is? Tw- Twelve easy installments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 how you get people who don't make a lot of money to make investments that are not very smart <laughs> in things they couldn't normally afford, yeah. like an Xbox Series X. I'm just saying this is going to make them a lot of money. Now, oh yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you can't afford something, don't do that easy home shit. Just, like, don't. You're not actually saving any money. You're spending more than you think you're spending. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Or Mm. you could sign up, fake your death, and then, you know, however much you have remaining, they'll just wipe that. They'll just wipe that balance. Yeah, I don't don't know if that's how it works. I think, I think, I think, um... Listen, I, I, nobody ever said that they came to this podcast for legal advice. <laughs> and if they, they did, don't the do hot, that. Yeah, they come here for the hot takes about yachts and yeah. uh, fun talk about ball toner. Mm. Yeah, don't listen to us talk about money or faking your own death. We don't know how to do either of those things. I don't know. I was watching that episode of The Simpsons. Homer just tosses himself off the cliff. 
people see him uh-huh. fall. Well, he doesn't toss himself. He throws a mannequin. And then, uh, mm. yeah, you know, it pretty much just plays out. Everything's fine. So listen to The Simpsons is what we're saying. Not to us. Listen to The Simpsons. They early, know how. Early Simpsons. Anything fake your own death. Yeah. Any, yeah any, listen to Good Simpsons. Anything before season 10, listen to that. I think before we get ourselves into real legal trouble, that should be the end of this podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we left the rails <laughs> behind a while ago. I, honestly, I'm not sure we were ever on them. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah, it's good. It's a good show. So, yeah, uh, I think we'll be if, back in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think if we polled the listeners after this one, they'd say that this was one of their favorites. Favorites of the year. Really? I think so. Well, you know, there's a really great opportunity for people to say stuff like that, and that's by giving us five stars on your favorite podcast service, whether that be Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever. You know, just give this baby five stars. And, and Brett, I'm going to need you to come up with another fake email this week to give us another five-star rating please thank oh, you oh yeah i can do that right. uh i could do two or three so, <laughs> nice this is gonna be our strongest week ever then <laughs> um <laughs> for real though if you've come this far thank you so much for listening to press x podcast we i mean we just have a good time doing this but uh we're, we're glad you're listening along with us and that, that you're here for this ride so thank you very much uh, check out CogConnected.com and CogConnected on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those places for all your gaming news, reviews, features, previews. going to be lots of stuff coming up about the, uh, the Xbox Series X for sure because Trevor has one and he's been putting up lots of content, uh, both written and video, for you to check out there. And, uh, you know, by, by uh, two weeks down the road, we'll be that much closer to the next console uh, launch which is going to be really exciting. And I'm sure we're going to have lots to talk about, including uh, concerns related to balls and toning them. Yeah, expect that to be a recurring feature. Or we'll never talk about it again. Time will tell. Time will tell. Until then, take care of yourselves, everybody. Take care of each other. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye-bye. Solid snake outro there, James. That was nice. <laughs>